I'm the exhausting steep incline to the 1920 Commons Bridge, Adiel. And I'm the McDonald's bathroom that leads you to another dimension, Caroline. And you're turning into Bottoms on Top. We're happy to have you. So Halloween, let's talk about it. Scary shit. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to go to Swalloween. I don't know. I'm scared. Mm, I have been... Have I gone before? I don't even know if I've gone before, actually. Literally, the scariest part is the air and just feeling like you're going to catch something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> having that many gays in a confined area is just not... It's a fire hazard. Mm-hmm. It's it's not legal. I know it's not legal. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> right. I feel like we talked about this last episode, but freshman year, Swalloween, I did not go. And the next day, I heard so many horror stories from my friends about mm-hmm. people going missing, <laughs> locking themselves in bathrooms, almost getting murdered. <laughs> That's funny. No, every time, can't remember if I've been or not, but every the day after every single year, someone always tells me a story about them hooking up with an ex or hooking up with so and so, and it's always a horror story. It's always scary. Right. So I'm like, oh, it's in the spirit of Halloween. Okay, that was <laughs> it was supposed to happen. <laughs> no, you will see me at Bob and Barbara's. I'll be catching some drag shows. I'll be sipping my little drink. <laughs> you will not see me <laughs> with these pen girls. Not this year, honey. Do you have any ideas for Halloween costumes yet? <gasps> yes. I'm going as Maleficent. <gasps> I didn't want to wear a wig this year. I did get my scepter. What the fuck is it called? Spear? A cane? No. A cane. <laughs> I, I bought that shit. Everything else, handmade. Handmade. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. We're that's going like, drag this That's year. drag. So that's going to be exciting. And I haven't dived into makeup in a while. So I'm excited for that. I've been getting literally three Ipsy bags. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. Ipsy. We'll I talk know. about Ipsy. Fuck Halloween. Ipsy. Ipsy, Sponsored- if you're listening, <laughs> email podcast at the dp.com. Sponsor please, us. <laughs> please, Ipsy. <come. laughs> oh, my God. Um. So I, this year... I need to have, I realized last year for the first time, I need to have multiple Halloween outfits because there's multiple gigs I have to be in attendance at. Right. So last year I was a sexy nun Mm. and I was also a bottle of poppers. I remember that day. It was kind of iconic. Everywhere I went, everyone kept asking me if I was the Flash or (laughs) Pikachu. Stop. I... (laughs) <laughs> and McDonald's fries. <laughs> literally literally McDonald's fries. And I would only bother to explain it to people who I knew knew what poppers were. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, I'd, they'd be like, are you the Flash? And I'd say, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Did people ever approach you about your Twitter pinned post? You sitting on your fucking laundry? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have had multiple people because I posted other Halloween outfits on that laundry machine, too, because that was just right next to my room in Harrison. And it was just the perfect location. And I remember whenever I was taking the poppers photo on the laundry machine, there was literally a kid, three washing machines down, doing his laundry. <laughs> oh, I remember. I took it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lighting in there. How did they perfect that lighting? I don't know. They knew They knew that I, an influencer, was living next door. <laughs> they knew that I was an IG influencer in the making, and I needed that space. They should have just given you the RA room. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, This year... The only outfit I have planned so far is a sexy clown. Oh. I got it off Fashion Nova. 
And I'm going to be the sexy female it. Ah! <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Do you do you already have planned out what's for what occasion? Or are you just, like, going to do whatever? Mm, I'm not sure. I'm still figuring out my schedule, my, mm-hmm. you know, appearances and bookings. Um, so book me. I actually just got tickets to Magic Gardens, which I have never Stop. done before. I've never gotten them before in the past. That's I, a fall thing? Yes. There's a Halloween one and then a spring fling one. Oh. Which I'm literally, how would we know about that? I feel like I honestly have had so many Halloween moments that were amazing because they were on the spot and I just grabbed all the shit that I could find in my room. I put on every floral themed thing in my room for some reason. I don't even remember what I called that shit, but it was cute. Um, And freshman year for one of the frat parties, I don't remember which one it was, I put on a suit backwards and took a piece of paper and hung it around my neck and wrote conservative because I was wearing everything backwards. (gasps) Oh, oh. Yeah. That's kind of... That's smart humor. That's intelligence. Mm -hmm. It takes a certain level of intelligence to get that. I was talking to someone the other day in New York, and I was like, growing up in the suburbs, you go, you know, kind of house to house, cul-de-sac to cul-de-sac to trick or treat. Right. What is it like in the city? We didn't do that shit. I don't even remember if I had a costume. It was just like after school, like they gave us trick-or-treat bags and we did it and we went to a fire station and they had a bag of chips Oh, (laughs) (laughs) and we went to like some houses and they gave us some candy bars but it wasn't anything unique or special I never had that Halloween moment Mm. where you go around and you know like every time that I had candy coming from Halloween it was always in school what was your experience like I feel like Atlanta is such a sprawly city and I know that you're kind of from the suburbs too Mm -hmm. right so what was that like yeah so I grew up in a cul-de-sac and I remember my specific street all the tennis moms would set up some lawn chairs Mm -hmm. and just sit there and wait for children to come and then we would walk around the neighborhood and walk up and down the streets and like people would either you go to their door and either they're friendly and come out and give you candy or they like turn their lights off and if you, their lights are off you know not to go there because they don't want kids Oh, or they like leave a basket out on their porch or something they said Kim Petros turn off the lights <laughs> volume 2 <laughs> we should get into that oh we speaking should speaking of fuck childhoods <laughs> turn off the lights volume 2 period no absolutely <laughs> I controversial I guess I think part 1 is better than part 2 I think part 1 is better I, I do too yeah I think that part 2 was basically the format was so similar to part one that it wasn't as shocking or groundbreaking. Right. So I think the first part was just such a different... There was no Halloween albums ever. No one ever puts out a Halloween album. And it Mm-mm. was a mix of songs with lyrics and instrumental songs. Yeah. Cheetah Girls put out a Christmas album. That was groundbreaking for its time. I agree with that. Cheetah just Christmas? Absolutely. Yes. But no one really did that with Halloween, which... Good for her. I think... <laughs> so because... <laughs> Literally just because of Close Your Eyes, I Don't Want to Die, and In the Next Life, mm. I like wholeheartedly stand Turn Off the Lights Volume 1 way more. But there were bops. I will give it to Volume 2. The last track, Everybody Dies. I cried to that shit, man. I fully didn't even know it was included until... Because you put it at the... At the end, like after all the yeah, old shit. Yeah, and so I was like, wait, where'd this come from, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I hope they play it at parties, honestly. Like, it depends on where you go, really. Mm. But people need to know 
that if you're going to a gay function mm-hmm. and you're playing gay Halloween music, mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to hear heads will roll by the yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to hear Monster Mash <laughs> from M- elementary school PE. Wait, I kind of want to hear Monster Mash. I would actually go off to Monster Mash. <laughs> no, I wish we could like open our own club mm. and be our own DJs. What is it called? West and Down. Let's do North and South. <laughs> <laughs> East and up. Oh Coming to you soon. I have actually never been. Have you been to White Claw Wednesday yet? No. Oh, my God. I literally want to go so badly. I want to be that bitch. Because I tried to be a smokes bitch, but I'm not. I just, right. I tried, and it was not for me. I just can't do it. I can't bring myself to enjoy it. So mm. I would like to try White Claw Wednesday and see what happens to my body. I kind of miss those. What are they called? Margarita? No. What is it called? Copa? L- lime- I kind of miss those limeritas. They hit better. Lim- <laughs> <laughs> and they were 8%. White Claw's 5%. Oh, I'm like a strawberry mangarita. That's like high school shit. Mm-hmm. But it still hits. I had a Four loco the other day for the first time in a <gasps> minute. Messed with my body a lot. Rearranged mm-hmm. the entire digestive system. <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> so back to Halloween. Yes. Love the holiday. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Go pagans, I guess. <laughs> yes. <Go off. laughs> and speaking of spooky shit, what's scarier than an ex? So we're going to have an advice column on what to do when dealing with an ex. And then we'll have a few guests coming to talk about what it's like dealing with revenge, rebound, and healing. Welcome back, listeners. Today we have Bernie Rogers, who is a senior here at Penn. Welcome, Bernie. Hey, thanks for having me. Wanted to be on since like last year when Andreas was running it. So hey, oh, so if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, thanks for having me. First of all, wanted to be on since last year when um, when Andreas started it. I really thought it was a cool idea. I'm a senior English major um, in the college. I'm from South Philadelphia. Grew up, born and raised. W a t e r. How do you say it? Naturally, I say water. Water. But, you know, we're eloquent now. You know what I mean? We're bougie. We, wow. It's water. It's water. You know? It's like a drink of water. <laughs> right. So today, on the topic of exes, we are going to ask you if you have any advice about dealing with exes. My main thing when it comes to exes is just, like, don't be that bitter person, like, posting on Twitter, like, 24-7, like... My ex betrayed me, like, this, that, and the third. Like, just focusing so much on, like, what your ex did to you and, like, vilifying them. I feel like all the people that, like, I know that handled their breakups well, like, don't really focus on their ex much. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's way more about, like, what you learn from that interaction. It's It shouldn't be about... you if you're, if you're, like, sitting there a year later still pressed about your ex, like, you've obviously learned nothing about yourself... Or how to handle a relationship in general. That's just my opinion. Not saying, like, don't be bitter. Like, it's okay to feel hurt. It's just that, like, don't be so one-sided in viewing it. I don't know. Like, think about, like, what drew you to them in the first place. Like, were those qualities that, like, you would seek in a partner in the future? Like, were they toxic? Were they, like, not even real in the first place? Was it an image or an idea? You know? Like, really just try to learn... Just learn everything you can possibly from the experience. And then, like, better yourself with that knowledge. So do you think revenge is never a good option after a breakup? Uh, in revenge in, like, what capacity? Like, are we talking, like, outright, like, 
fuck you, like, fuck my ex, like, you know what I mean, pull up, pop out, like, <laughs> or are we talking about, like, a subtle flex on your ex? Uh, either, either or. One, either right. or, like, slashing tires mm. or just kind of bad-mouthing them. I think it depends on, like, what happened. Like, I think if you were really wronged, like, really, really fucked over, I think, I'm, I like, I'm from South Philly, like, I'm crazy, like, <laughs> if you, like, if you're gonna go off, like, go off, like, do what you gotta do, like, in that moment, get the catharsis, like, whatever, but, like, overall, I don't know, I just don't really believe in, like, like, attacking your ex, or, like, seeking out revenge, or, like, plotting on your exes, like, the, the respect you had for that person in the relationship should still carry after, like, even though, like, whatever the circumstance was, you know what I mean, and, like, that's a big generalization, but, like, that obviously doesn't apply to some people, and, like, I might not have even the emotional maturity to say that, like, in every circumstance. I don't know, like, I think I, re like, sought revenge on my ex by, like, bossing the fuck up. Like, I don't know, like, I just, like, started dressing cuter, fucking more interesting people. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, just doing shit that, like, is just, like, good for you and, like, not really affecting them, but, like, when they know about it, it's like, oh, like, you're better. It's mm -hmm. okay. Staying in your own lane is the best way to get clear skin. That's what I, I believe. Wow. I believe Period. <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> I had an ex. This was like pfft, sophomore year. And he would like send me messages and stuff. I really wouldn't talk to him. I ignore him. So like whatever. I pull up at like this party. I think it was actually freshman year. No. Yeah. Freshman. One of those. What are those gay parties that like. In Swalloween. That... Swalloween. It was Swalloween. <laughs> it was Swalloween 2016. And I like was in the party and I saw him walk in with like his new like. Some, like, downgraded twink. Like, <laughs> some just, like, twink he, like, scooped up off the curb or some shit from Grindr. Like, I was just like, all right, like, you do you, I'll do me, whatever. Found him outside Woody. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was just like, all right, like, I'm not going to, like, be be weird. Like, I don't, get, I don't care. Like, so he walks up to me, like, with this kid. And they just start, like, making out, like, disgustingly, like, in my face. Like, oh. like in my face. Like, that's not cute. Like, you just look pathetic. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that. this is what I'm talking about. Like, that kind of revenge. Like, that shit's not cute. Like, you just look really messy. And you just look really desperate to get someone's attention. In 2016, mm -hmm. you got midterms to worry about. Right? <laughs> You're a Morton. You were a senior. <laughs> like, you had... You, you, didn't you have to, like, a case study to do or something? Or, like, whatever they prep for in fucking Huntsman. Like... <laughs> Definitely had some recruiting. <laughs> right. Yeah, bitch, ain't you an OCR? <laughs> <laughs> we cleared it up. Now he's just drunk texts me every time he's in Philly at like 2 a.m. And apologizes mm. the next morning. And I'm just like, it's all right. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I feel like even though I've never been in a relationship, if I were to have an ex, I would be the person that drunk texts someone saying, oh, like, I just want to say I don't hate you. I just want to be on good terms and, uh, like, that mm -hmm. kind of shit. Because I, whenever I am drunk, if anyone messages me on Instagram, Twitter, text, they'll be like, oh, where'd you go? And I'll be like, I just love you so much. Thank you so much for being in my life. I, like, I appreciate you. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> so I would be the type of person to reach out to my ex at, like, 4 a.m. crying. Yeah, no, it's definitely, like, when he hits me up, it's not that. It's more like, you up. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> gross. Like, it's just not, it's not cute. Oh, we never even got to this, but I think that it's important to ask, what do you define as an ex? How broad do you want that definition to be? I define an ex as someone that, like, unless I made, like, a actual, like, stated commitment to you, and, like, we were both, like, fully invested in it at one point, that's when you're considered my ex. Like, I'm not just going to consider, like, a dude, like, I was on and off, like, hooking up with or, like talking to and then fizzled out like my ex like it's just not that deep 
Right. You know? Because I still talk to some of them dudes now, and it's like they're genuinely just my friend. Like, it's not weird. But, like, if my ex popped up, it'd be, it'd be so weird. Like, I wouldn't even know how to react. I use the term ex a lot. I feel like there's sometimes when it has no actual value in terms of how that relationship with that person works. For example, I'll say my ex-roommate. And it, there might have been no hard feelings, but we just don't live together anymore. And it's representing that we had this specific connection and we don't have it anymore. And that just changed the way our relationship worked. Mm-hmm. And that's just a way to look at it. It's not necessarily a value placement for me. But then I'll be like, oh, this ex. And I'll be talking about a friend. And it completely, we never got romantic, like you right. said. But we were so deeply committed to each other that at that point when we stopped seeing each other, it left kind of a hole somewhere in my spirit, in my body that I couldn't place at first. Mm-hmm. And it changed the way that I felt about even myself. It's those types of relationships that affect me, mostly for better, actually, that I miss. And when I feel that sense of longing, I'm like, oh, they're an ex. It's definitely something that I notice after the fact and not something that during that relationship, I'm like, oh, if we ever stopped seeing each other, mm-hmm. I'd feel such a seep, deep sense of longing for you. Right. See, like, even with that, like, I think people take, like, that, like, like, how you described it as kind of, like, a vacancy, like, in your spirit. Like, they, like, take that sense of hurt and, like, turn it into, like, an obsession over the ex. Do you know what I mean? And just sort of, like, pinning things onto that person or, like, you know, the situation or whatever it was. But, like, I think just in general in life, like, it's rare that someone profoundly affects you and even has the capacity to affect you that way. So I think, like situations like that are just really special and important and like it's really painful but I think like the best like I said before like not to repeat myself but I really believe like wholeheartedly it's true that you really need to sit yourself down and be like what went wrong like was it me was it them like what did we both do like not saying like make an excel spreadsheet of like (laughs) you know like check mark tallying like who did what like a powerpoint (laughs) right (laughs) but like you know you need to learn you can only control yourself right period like Learn from it, grow from it, and don't do it again. And that's all you can possibly bring and learn from that experience because you can't change the past and you only have yourself. So I agree. That's good. I agree. What advice would you give to someone who has an ex that they have to consistently see on the regular after? I joined. It's off. It's gone from campus now. So if th- there's your hint if anyone's listening. <laughs> and I only really joined because like I was like deeply like infatuated to the point of obsession with this boy and like no one really had like I'm not trying to be like oh like no one affects me like that but like dead serious like it's very very rare for me to like meet a guy and just be like automatically like consumed by them like when the relationship went south not to like be dramatic you know that line in that Fleetwood Mac song where she's like because I built my life around you or like what is it landslide you know what I mean yeah 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 like you really build your life around someone else. Like, you really create, like, a shared experience that you have mm. with someone else. That was, like, at the time, like, after the breakup, that was still, like, my social scene, quote-unquote. Like, am I, like, in the same space as you because, like, I need to let you know that, like, you're not controlling, like, my decisions? Like, I don't care that you're there kind of thing. Or is it, like, genuinely we just have, like, a shared schedule or something? No, no, that I think that's a really good way of looking at it, those two questions to ask yourself Mm -hmm. because being in that situation multiple times it has given me so much anxiety because for a while I would say for probably like six months I was constantly every day in a state of crippling anxiety thinking oh what if they come and talk to me what if they come fight me etc etc but after I went to therapy one 
but two, kind of came to terms with it with myself. It's cheesy, but I really think the phrase time heals all wounds no no i'm di- no but like for real i think it really does no it does no. it really does the southern girl's gonna be corny today <laughs> live laugh love so like on yeah like following that like don't force yourself to be around them if you don't have to right after it because like you're not how can you get over something when it's in your face like every day or however many however often you're seeing this person like mm-hmm. you you need to like separate yourself and like you need to like detach yourself from the situation a little bit to gain closure I think because of that, though, this as a tangent, like, I've just tried to remove myself from, like, the pen gay scene. Just, I very much so, my entire, like, stint here, I've really made such an effort to, like, be, like, an outlier or whatever you say, like, to the gay community at Penn, because I feel like it's very, just, like, competitive, very catty, very fake, very, like, elitist. Like, it's just, it's corny. Like, it's whack. It's how every small pen niche community is. No, it is. And it's sort of, like, in resistance to, like, being excluded from, like, whatever, like, mainstream pen community, which is, I guess is really just Greek life. So are you getting to know the Philly community a little bit better in terms of queerness and just who's around that isn't necessarily connected to college life? I don't even know. Is there a community? Like, I just... I just get, I black out every weekend at the clubs. I don't, I, I won't call that a community. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but there is like, like Vogue culture had always been a thing in Philly. Like it was just always mm. known that like Vogue culture was a thing. And that's just so much more communal. Like obviously like you compete literally against one another, like in a competition, but like that's left on the floor. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you if you had any notable breakup moments that stood out to you. Are we keeping it real? Absolutely. <laughs> We're getting into it? Yes, mama. I grew up in, like, a really fucked up circumstance. Like, both my parents are, like, hard drug addicts, like, whatever. I used to be ashamed of it, but, like, I really don't. So, like, I really, like, raised myself kind of in a way and, like, just the way I viewed affection and, like, love and intimacy, like, through them, more so my mom, was just so fucked up. And so my first relationship, like, really was, like, a test run. Like, it wasn't that deep. I really didn't care. This second relationship where I'm talking about the joining the, the club... I don't know if I was in love because, like, I think I was more infatuated and, like, loved him as a person. Like, I still have love for him. Like, I'll always have love for him. The breakup moment I would talk about is really just, like, I... He basically, like, nearly cheated on me. Like, didn't cheat on me, but, like, was way too comfortable doing stuff that I felt like was trying to get my attention, like, subliminally or something. Mm -hmm. So... I just remember, like, losing my mind, like, after he told me he did that. And, like, it really wasn't that deep in, like, retrospect, but, like, it kind of really was that deep because I would never do that as my partner. And it was already at, like, a bad point in a relationship where we were trying to work on things and it just felt like you you fucking threw a wrench into everything, like, how petty and immature. And I just remember this was swallow This was... Swalloween! <laughs> 2017! Back at it. Back at it with a bad habit. Um, I just remember, like, literally stripping fucking naked in front of him dressing in like a bunch of like black vampire like vampire like i had like harnesses i had like fake latex on i was just like fucking like look look at me like look at me (laughs) as like a sex object (laughs) and now i'm gonna go out and get fucking blacked out you stay in your room like i'll be back for you (laughs) so like i went out partied realized i was like i'm gonna break this off like in the worst possible way I can, because, like, I'm Irish Catholic, like, <laughs> we're drinking the pain away, like, so, I really regret this, and, like, if it, this ever gets back to that person, like, I'm so sorry, but, oh. like, I just, like, lost my mind, like, 
It was like literally like a volcanic eruption. Like I really, I rarely ever get very, very, very like uncontrollably angry. Like I could say like two times in my life, this was one of them. And I just realized like in that moment, like the rage I was spewing onto him wasn't about him. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't about him. It was about being hurt by like my parents. Right. And then like opening myself up to him in like the slight way that I did and then having it fall apart like before my own eyes, like where like. And it's and like not to like tear up and get sad, but like sometimes like I think the saddest thing in a relationship is it's just like it's not that someone did something wrong. Like when I was saying that earlier about walking the line, whatever, like that is what it was. It was way more complicated. Sometimes it just doesn't work out, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And like I don't think I could like comprehend that. I would love to be like, oh, it all got better after the breakup, but honestly, like, no, like I spiraled for like a long time after that. Like really like Caroline knows. Like mm-hmm. it was bad, 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 mm-hmm. bad, bad. But, like, everything that was horrible that came out of it was repressed. So if it wasn't for him, like, I would have never opened myself up to even handling all that pain and trauma. And now I'm, like, in such a healthier place. I don't know. Like, I'm just, like, for like eternally grateful for that relationship. Like, seriously. And, like, I just really feel like it changed me as a person and, like, forced me to, like, reconcile so many things with myself that, like, I wouldn't have otherwise. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. I think that kind of summarizes everything that we've talked about Mm -hmm. here today i honestly feel like there are so many people who could listen to this and be like i've been in those shoes Mm -hmm. that relates to my experience Mm -hmm. because the idea of a break and that emotional connection and what happens before and what happens after is such a universal experience Mm -hmm. we all go through that shit thank you so much bernie for coming on and sharing your stories yeah thank you for having me i love it bottoms on top we stand (laughs) we love it Welcome back, listeners. So for our main course today, we're serving you Fatih and Daniela. We'd love for you two to introduce yourselves. My name is Daniela. I'm 20 years old. I go to Temple University. I um, grew up outside of D.C., but I'm Puerto Rican as fuck. My name is Fatih. I'm 19. I go to U Sciences, and I'm studying pharmacy currently with the girls. And <laughs> I come from South Jersey. Beautiful. So the topic today is exes. So how do you guys define an ex? I think for sure there has to be like a set foundation that you guys stated that you guys are dating rather than going into like a relationship without any clarification. Mm. That's what I have Mm. to define as an ex. Okay. For me, it's like any person I've had like like a mutual emotional entanglement with. You know, so I do feel like there are some people um, that I never was like, oh, we're dating. But I still am like, yeah, that's my ex. Like, if I saw that, I'd be like, oh, my God, like, that anxiety. (laughs) But, yeah. Oh, so we have conflicting definitions here. (laughs) And that is okay. Just be who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on the other end of the mix, I feel like the rigorous definition of, like, boyfriend and girlfriend has put me in such weird categories with people. Like, in eighth grade, I dated this girl for let's say four months and every single night we would just get on Skype and play Roblox together. <laughs> we never actually went on a date. That's love. That's exactly. That's love. No, no, literally. That is love. <laughs> and I do call her my ex now, but it's like, it right. obviously means nothing because we never actually yeah, dated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have never been in a romantic relationship with anyone. And I also was never, you know how in elementary school, you would kind of play around with friends and date people for, like, a minute or a day. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was always the friend that 
they were like, oh, it's it'll be your turn tomorrow. Oh, it's not it's not your turn today. <laughs> and I would just like play on the swings, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Aw, that's freeing. It's okay. Do you guys like consider people you talk to like in middle school like? Access? No, no, absolutely Mm-mm. not. Well, I didn't really like get talk to anybody in middle school, but like eighth, even ninth grade, I'm like, I don't know. Like my boyfriend in ninth grade, we're still really good friends. I don't know how I even feel about it. I don't remember the relationship. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I don't remember details and I don't remember the like emotional connection. You know what I mean? <laughs> that I was like 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I never even had an experimental phase or anything. I just like watched American Horror Story and then had my first kiss freshman year of college. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. No, nothing to share. That kind of leads into one of our questions that we mm-hmm. have. So just because you can redefine your relationship with an ex... Does that mean you should try to stay in each other's lives? Fuck no. (laughs) Fuck no. I mean, that's just me because I've never been in, like, a healthy relationship. So I've never been like, yeah, I should stay in contact with that person. That's my friend. Um, So, like, I don't know. I feel like also people use the whole friend thing as an excuse to just keep fucking. Mm. I've done that. I agree And I think that it's just really messy. You should at least stop talking for eight significant period of time if it was like a real relationship mm-hmm. that's all i'm that's like just me like because i can't like the next you break up with someone then the next day you're like looking at their instagram like no 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 no. i feel like once you break up with someone and you try to be friends with them again trying to be friends with them just doesn't feel like a normal friendship yeah. like there's always mm-hmm. just some weird energy between you two yes. if you hang out or if like in a group no matter how much you like Say you're not that type of person where you can be friends with someone, you can't be. Like, at the end of the day, like, there's this weird, like, weird energy. You can't keep the vibes good for that long. (laughs) It's just not, there's no scientific (laughs) way. Vibes expire. There's an expiration date (laughs) on vibes. It's biology. (laughs) I feel like a lot of the times I'm also too scared to, like, be in a relationship because of the breakup thing Mm -hmm. because I, as a Libra, don't like confrontation (laughs) or conflict. So I try to, I've put myself in the position of avoiding it at all costs, and here I am. No, but I feel like everyone needs to have, like, a bad breakup. Yeah, It's so character building. It'll fix you up like nothing else ever has. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a PSA. Someone fall in love with me, (laughs) then break up with me. Break my heart. Now. (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah no it sucks as an Aries I feel like I am the conflict (laughs) (laughs) I don't avoid or create I am the conflict the whole time do we want to talk about good versus bad breakup experiences after me and my very first ex-boyfriend broke up his current girlfriend who he's still with lol um hi hi if you're listening (laughs) (laughs) he kind of very much tried to cheat on her with me Mm. over the course of many months and I, like, literally showed her everything. The whole the whole deal, asking me to come over. He literally told me he was going to break up with her. And, like, it was just a whole mess. And then the next day, he was like, never mind. We're not doing that anymore. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go tell your girlfriend who you said you were going to go break up with to do this with me. Because I'm, yeah. So I literally, like, 
hit her up on Instagram, showed her everything, every showed her like screenshots of stuff. Um, Wait, what's your sign? Sagittarius. Same. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh wow! wow. You feel me? <laughs> my the studio hurts. is gonna explode. <laughs> That's something I would do. That's my ass. Yes, yeah, so I was like, no, I'm like, hello. <laughs> I literally like showed her this stuff, and she was like. Um, I don't believe you, whatever. And I was like, okay, call me. I can tell you everything, you know? Like, I literally talked on the phone with this girl, like, heard her heartbreak. Um, and he told me, he was like, I'm going to tell her everything. And then, like, once I talked to her, she was like, he has not said anything to me, blah, 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 blah. Um, but they're still together, like, to this day. So it didn't even matter. I'm pretty sure he was, like, lying. Wow. Um, That's insane. To her about, like, me, like, making, they, telling her that I'm crazy, that I, like, made it all up, that I photoshopped something. I don't know. I don't know how to operate Photoshop. Like That's whatever. so much work. I know. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, that's probably one of the most insane things. Mm. Wow. Let's see. I've never had any, like, bad breakups or, like, good breaks, breakups. It was just more, like, losing interest or feelings for someone because after a while you kind of realize, like, what you're putting up with. Mm-hmm. And you kind of just, like, get sick of it after a while. Yeah. So, like, the main reason why I broke up with my last relationship was because like it was saying like feelings were not there anymore and I just couldn't be with someone that like didn't like me so I broke up first because I was I don't know I just felt like I had to do the jump and I'm not gonna let anyone say they broke up with me so I had Mm. to go first and just break (laughs) up with them first so I could say that no one has ever broken up with me yet. Would you ever break up over text or phone? Yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Me and my ex. <laughs> me and my ex. That's what the I did second know. ex. Um, we totally broke up over text. A hundred, a million times. <laughs> we broke up and got back together over text. Oh my goodness. Oh, well, like over and over again. It was terrible. Like, what's wrong with not? Say it to my face, though. Mm-hmm. I had to, but here's the thing. When I broke up with my most recent ex over text, one, I wasn't in the country, and I absolutely had to break up with him. Given the circumstances of that relationship. Usually, if, if I'm getting dumped, you should look me in my eye. Okay, so <laughs> you broke up. It was terrible, and you hate them. Ultimate revenge breakup schemes. Go. I'm, like, insane, so I will, like, slash tires. And I have, like, Ooh, nothing, Jesus. no, like, regret afterwards. Go like, off. I've definitely contemplated, like, multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I haven't done it because I think of karma. But that's the Absolutely. only reason why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck their best friend. I um, like that one. I like that one. Fuck their best friend. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, okay. Not, I haven't done that, per se. And I he didn't know about any of what happened. But I got a little close to my ex's, like, best friend from like kindergarten mm. after we were both going through the ties stuff. were the they ugly were they cute no they're going cute i'm still friends with him home. he's okay. he's a sweetie um but it was like a vulnerable moment for the both of us and we both knew we shouldn't have been doing that <laughs> he doesn't know i don't know if he knows i don't care but that's fine. Fine. <laughs> it's kind of an adre- adrenaline rush Ooh. yeah it was goofy it was goofy. <laughs> i feel like in a post breakup situation, I would be the person to talk shit on Twitter or yeah. all over social media. I hate that. I hate and that. I would be the bitch to crop someone out of a photo and be like, <laughs> love my besties, <laughs> love my girl. Make them blurry or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, there's a smudge on the camera. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely wish that I I would do that if I had as many followers as you on Twitter or something. That's the real reason I've built up this following. <laughs> not For the not future. because I support gay rights, but <laughs> Because I would like to trash talk someone. Yeah. No, it would be fun to expose somebody. Really? I hate that. I don't like that idea. I think that's just, like, too much. It depends on what it is, though. Because, like... (laughs) 
tires but, not too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not at all. You have to if hit they, it where it hurts. If they cheated on you, <laughs> Their maybe fucking not. Bank account. Yeah, if they like cheated, maybe like I wouldn't. But like, if you were put in like a crazy ass, you know, situation, yeah, maybe fuck mm-hmm. it. I don't care. I what? think that makes you look stupid though, because you're just like, look what I let happen. It's just like, <laughs> what? Yeah. It's what like this you... happened to banana emojis. Like, what's happening? Carolyn <laughs> <laughs> going off today. <laughs> she what's mad. That about? <laughs> what if you had each other's shit though? Like, what, what if you had mean? their shit in your house and you had their shit? Oh. Well, for if they had my shit, I would do it respectfully. But if they didn't have my shit, then I'm literally throwing that shit out the window. Like, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. There's stuff. It's, I feel like the stuff always becomes an excuse to go yeah. see each other. Oh, my God. My ex would do that shit all the time. That's it's like, true. Oh, I love that there. Oh, I have this there. Yeah. And, like, we would just fuck. We would literally just fuck. <laughs> we would come over and bring my T-shirt, and we would just have sex. Like, it was such a fucking mess. That was, like, so, like, because it was, like, on and off. So we would break up or whatever. It would, like, end. And then... It would be like, oh, you have this t-shirt. Mm. <laughs> it's like you just keep on leaving t-shirts there on purpose. No, he would literally just leave shit in my house on purpose. I know that for a fact. Mm. He was like, oh, I left it. <laughs> he comes to give you a shirt and takes his shirt off to fuck you and then just like comes back the next time for the other shirt he just took <laughs> off. Yes. <laughs> yes. He'd like, I can't. The pattern. Yep. Like, literally. Tom, oh, I left a fork. <laughs> yes, literally. You I guys left the hair on the couch. <laughs> so I've heard people say, the amount of time you should be grieving over a breakup should be, I think it was, like a couple or how half long? The time. How, yeah, half the time that your relationship lasted. You mm. should absolutely. What are your not. thoughts? <laughs> it depends. No, so like my last relationship was for a year, and I'm not gonna grieve for six months. Like yeah. it took me like at least a week and a half to completely get over. Oh, I'm wow, just like no, super fast. Way. Really, it takes yeah, you forever. Yeah, completely. Well, no, it doesn't take me forever. I think with the first one, it was just that. Oh, it was, like, the, it was very contextual. Like, the first, like, breakup, he dumped me, and it was, like, the first month of college, and I didn't know anybody. Still trying to figure out how to use Blackboard. Literally. (laughs) I was, like, oh, my God, what the hell? The only person I know just abandoned me because they don't like me anymore. And I was with him for, like, two and a half years. So it was, like, Mm. it was a lot. Um, And, yeah, I guess it was just really, really hard for me to, like, let that go. But with this one, we broke up in, like, January. We didn't stop talking until, like, July. And... That was just, it was just, contextually, that was just, like, fucked up. So I'm not over it, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm over him. But the trauma. Yeah. No, the That's tra- lingering. The trauma always stays. It's lingering. The like, I don't, I wouldn't categorize those thoughts as, like, missing him. It's just, like, you know, mm-hmm. still mental there. mental illness. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. Well, after your previous breakups, how long did it take you before you started checking their Instagrams and their Venmos. <laughs> My ex was broke, so there's no need for me to check the Venmos. Yeah, I don't even um, give that a That never happened. Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of the people that I dated prior are not really active on social media, which I really like. Um, yeah. Like, having that sense of, like, mystery. <laughs> I would like, have spooky, loved but that. I think for maybe, like, a month or two, because you always, like, because you've seen this person, like, m- majority of your last mm-hmm. year or so, so, like, you want to keep on being invested in what they're doing yeah um it did take yeah it did take me a while personally um Mm -hmm. to just stop looking and like get over it completely yeah for me well i learned from the first time the first time i literally was like checking his likes on twitter like going through which would just make me hurt because all he would do is like other girls 
shit. I was like, oh, okay. And going through the, like, activity thing and seeing what he was liking. Oh, my God. Tragic. It was tragic. And that was literally, like, for I don't even know how many months until I, like, finally blocked him. Which, literally, if you want to get over someone, that you need to just block them for a little bit. Like, a muting. Bit and then like, <laughs> oh, no, my gosh. The the second dude haven't, I've, they're still both blocked. Um, but yeah, no, just, that's like immediate. You gotta do that. Like, you gotta cut the cord. You mm. can't keep looking mm-hmm. at it. Cause that just like, it really just keeps like that wound open. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you keep checking, like it still just sucks. I feel like the friends that I've quote unquote broken up with, I, for my own sake, have tried to be the nice guy and just unfollow them or just mute them. But usually the other person goes and blocks me Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh, okay. I guess I'll do that now, too. (laughs) Right. Right. I feel like with most of my ex-friendships, it ends up being the case that it's me who's sitting there and is like, I kind of don't need you out of my life right now, but if you want me out, like, I'm chilling with that, and I'll be here if you want to come back. So I don't, like, I'm not muting you. Message me if you want to hang out, but otherwise, like... Mm-hmm. you out of my life is not going to end my life. Like, I'm chilling. And that's usually how it ends up going. I don't think I've had instances where I need to block people because they're too toxic for me to regularly be seeing them again. And I feel like if that was the case, they're gone. They're off everything. The thing is, is that that's like ex shit. Exes check on each other's social media. Like, still, I sometimes yeah. look at my first ex's Twitter sometimes. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, just to, like, give a little scroll, check in. Not yeah, every day. It's, like, curiosity. Not right? every day. Yeah. Exactly. Not, not like, every day. Just want to see where they're at in Sometimes life. Are they working at McDonald's? Yeah. Are they have a PhD at Penn? I know. He's, I don't know. <laughs> I know not he's boring now. Right. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, lovely ladies, for thank coming you. on to our show. This is so fun. Well, that was amazing. I learned so much. Me too. That was very inspiring and also cathartic. Mm-hmm. I feel like Daniela, Fatih, and Bernie are such big characters that condensing them into one segment on one <laughs> microphone was almost impossible. I can't believe we did that. Mm-hmm. Almost spontaneous combustion in the <laughs> studio today. If you had any problems with today's episode, please write it on a piece of paper and throw it away. And we hope to see you next episode. We love you all. (laughs) See you next time. You've just tuned into this episode of Bottoms on Top. Thank you to our guests from today's episode. Thank you to the Wexler Studio and Kelly Ryder's house. Thank you to our executive creative consultant, Sammy Gordon. Our DP podcast producer, Sam Mitchell. The DP president, Julia Shore. Our assistant editor, Evie Artis. And all of our lovely listeners. Thank you.